0: Four or so years that we've been doing Talking Buds podcast. You know, we've always we've we've kept it like you know family friendly. Yep. for the kids. Yep. Right. Like we don't we don't we don't come on here and just like run our mouths. Yeah. We like to appeal to to the younger demo. Yes. But I'm sorry. There's a lot of bullshit going around right now. With regards to this hockey team, specifically in the media. And I know that when you cover this team on a daily basis, especially in this weird COVID time where like the season is just like, there's like three days at a time between every game. They're still not even halfway through the season. Like, man, like it's just come to a screeching, screeching halt. So I understand to a degree you have to manufacture talking points. Mm-hmm. But some of the garbage that I am seeing online, like Talking Buds Podcast. The Toronto Maple Leaf podcast that cuts through the bullshit. Right? Yes, correct. What let's let's look at the facts surrounding the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? Let's start with the coach. We haven't talked since the loss in New York to the Rangers. After the game, Sheldon Keefe called his team soft and purposeless, which is exactly how they played yeah. in that particular game. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing everyone the next day. And I'm again. I want to. I want to um, just be very clear. This is the media I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about fans. For the most part, from what I've seen, fans are keeping a pretty level head. Listen, they're 25, 10, and 3. We're going to have ebbs and flows. Yep. Sheldon making that comment. How do you think his players? How do you think Kyle Dubas feels hearing his coach making that comment? Exactly how he should feel. Because guess why this team has been eliminated in the playoffs the past several seasons for playing soft and purposeless? And we've seen them at times not play that way, and it works out well for them. And for the millionth time, after watching that documentary on Amazon, Sheldon Keefe knows what they need to do come playoff time, and he is going to enforce that as best he can whenever he can. Like, am I totally off base here? No, no. I I mean, I, I kind of get that you you don't want to, to alienate your team by calling them purposeless. But, I mean, that's what happens to them when they start losing and blowing leads is they do become soft, and they do start letting guys get wide open, especially that game in particular. Like, if you analyze every single goal the New York Rangers scored in that game, wide open guys not covering a man when there's a man in your own zone pick him up wide open wide open and it's just like I I don't understand how you can do this how you can allow five goals or whatever it was with guys who are just wide open in your own end and Sheldon Keefe is pissed off because when things are going well then they start to point towards like oh we're doing this right in our system but when things don't go well, it's back to the same yes, thing. Yes. And that's why he's pissed off. And that's and, why he might may come out and overstep his boundaries a bit because it's like, seriously guys, mm. like we're doing this again. Like we're doing this again. Big picture too, what you have to remember with the Sheldon Keefs and the Kyle Dubas and the core of this hockey team. It listen, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to break it down a little more because there are things about this team that are like facts, Yeah. but Big picture. It's do or die. Ladies and gentlemen, like it's do or die. They have to win a playoff round or else jobs are going to be affected. Such so a joke. he's looking at them and going, guys, do you not understand? Look around this room. Look around this dressing room. This will be the last time. All you guys are in here together. If we don't get the job done. And going out and playing like that is not going to get the job done, especially when we've seen and we saw it the following game. So the message clearly got through to them because they went out and played the Islanders and played them well and didn't blow a lead. Yeah. Like, so spare me with all this nonsense in the media about, oh, well, Sheldon, well, can you believe that Sheldon? He might be losing the room making comments like that. He's worried about losing his job. Uh, what what coach could come in, come in here and and make that big of a difference? Like, exactly. You know, like it's, it. This is such a joke. Like what you just said. We're we have to win a playoff round. Like just just that sentence alone is a joke. Yes. This is a team that is built to win a Stanley Cup. Yet we haven't won an effing round. Yes. Like, yes. Like oh my. I know. Goodness. And now then, now like, I, I want to hone in on that. Because there are certain facts about this team. And you just said built to win a Stanley Cup. Oh. Not not on their back end. They're not even close. So they're not even close. So there are a couple there there's there's three three things I want to hone in on here. Okay. First and foremost, fact. The defense is not good enough. No. It's and not deep enough. No. And even when it's healthy, it's still not good enough. So not good enough. Nope. Muzzin and Hall, both not in the lineup, it looks even worse. Yeah, for how bad they're playing, it makes you realize how not deep they are because when they're not playing, it just sticks out even more, being like, okay, these two guys are actually pretty important, but when they are playing, they're not that good. I'm not so- going to dump on Sandine and Lilligren because it takes defensemen a long time to mature in the National Hockey League, and it speaks to... Your, your overall, like if you're going to put those guys in a position where they're playing like second pair minutes and second pair matchups, they're not going to succeed. Timothy Lilligren, especially. So, yeah, it, it's the the back end needs to be addressed. Mm. Fact. Second fact they got to get Peter Morazek going. Mm. Nice win against the New York Islanders, but you brought Peter Morazek in to not be your traditional backup goalie. You brought him in to shoulder to take some of the load off Jack Campbell. There's one comment that Keith made that pissed me off was these guys got to get comfortable playing in front of Peter Morasic. It's like Ugh. who cares? Yeah. Like put him in. Yeah. Like I don't get comfortable. No. Put him in the net. No. Like because you're gonna run your number one ragged if you don't. Yeah, and who cares if they're comfortable? Make them comfortable now. Everyone has been has been saying, you know, you've noticed Jack Campbell is not as sharp as he was earlier in the season. To me, that is fatigue. We have to remember this is this guy's first time being a starting goalie. I know we had a little break through COVID, but still, you brought Mrazek in to shoulder. some of the load so you need to get him going and he needs to go on a run here where he plays maybe more games than Campbell for the next little bit especially when you get into February when they're making up all these games that got postponed and it's like every other night and you got you can't have a short leash on him either like you even if he struggles you have to keep putting him in there like you just have to why are you paying a goalie three and a half million dollars to have a short leash it's like even if he goes out there and sucks the only way he's gonna get better is if he keeps playing and finds his groove again. If you look in his past, if you look up his hockey DB, he's a very good to average NHL goaltender. So you're gonna to have to give him time to find that balance between being awful and being great. And if team's not comfortable playing in front of him, get over it. Yeah. Like get over it. You have to put this guy in. He has to get his reps, he has to face pucks. He's got to get a feel for the net again. So even if he struggles, I think they got to continue putting him out there regardless of the result. Because if you look at the standings right now, they're making the playoffs, okay? Like, I know they're blowing leads, and that's just a bigger conversation. But the, the closest team to the card teams are the Red Wings. And it's like the Leafs, are, unless they go on the worst bender of all time, they're going to make the playoffs. So where you finish, it really doesn't matter. You're playing a tough team in the first round yep. no matter what you do. So, this is the time to start playing Peter Morazek more, to start changing up your lines like they did today with moving Nylander the third line and doing all that stuff. It's like this is the time to figure stuff out. So, when that time comes, come playoff time, you're ready to go. Um, How are they going to improve their blue line? Like, you, you, I don't know. Who, yeah, I don't know either. Like, like they're going to, they got to move somebody out. I don't know who, um, I know that there is hesitation, and rightly so, around. Like this is this is where if you're Kyle Dubis, you have to kind of be selfish here a little bit, and you use the Alex Anthopoulos comparison a few weeks ago, where it's just like, if we don't at least win around, I could be out of a job. So Dude, if they don't win around, like, yeah. Like this is so embarrassing I know like we, but if if they like, if they don't I could be out of a job so I know there's hesitation and nervousness around what happened with Nick Felino last year but you are not you're you're either gonna play I see them finishing second or third in the division that's where I see them finishing mm-hmm. so you're playing one of the two Florida teams okay you're not beating either one of those teams especially Especially the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion with this blue line as current. You're not, it's not happening. Unless Jack Campbell goes legend, you're not, it's not happening. So are you going to mortgage more of the future if you're Kyle Dubas to push your chips in and say, we got to upgrade the defense? Or do you look at it and say, because personally, personally, Going in at the end of last year, losing to the Montreal Canadiens and going into this season, I was like, everybody's back is to the wall. Mm-hmm. If they fail this year, everybody, no one is safe. That was my... I've since come back on that a little bit and I look at Kyle Dubas and I go, you know what? With the exception of Nick Ritchie, every move he's made in the offseason has been a good one. Yeah. So I do think he's... I don't know if I'm if I'm ready to jump the gun on, and fire Kyle Dubas should they not win around this year. Now. Yeah. Now. If they don't, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. But if they don't win around and I hear this is the group we're going to stick with, fire everyone. But so do you look and say we just if if he knows if if I if I'm Kyle Dubas and I know I'm not going to get fired then I'm just going to ride it out with this team this year and go, okay, hopefully we can sneak a, a, a first round victory. And then I'm going to have to look to r- unload one of these huge contracts in the off season to bolster my defense. Or he goes, I might get fired. So I got to do whatever I can to bring in someone to help this defense. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, y- you can go out and you can get a guide who can upgrade your defense. But if, if- I can't think of a name off the top of my head, but you could bring an average guy in. And yeah, in theory, you're bolstering your blue line, but are you real like you you really need someone to come in and make a big impact. Yes. Like T J I think T J Brody has played really well lately. I think Morgan Riley's having a better year than his average years, but I think like, they've you, got, you have I th- to find that that other guy who can slot in there and, and know he's an impact player. If you're really gonna go out and do something, but I think they're at the point now where they almost just gotta go out and do something I, just I'm, to just to please me, just to please the fan base. Like they they gotta add something back there because they, like you see how thin like Muzzin goes down, and he's not even having a good year anyways, and like. I don't. I'm. I'm with you. I don't want to place the blame on Sandine and Lilligren because it's it's challenging for those guys. But it just shows you like they they they're so far behind in depth yeah, on the blue yes. line. Like it is insane. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying either one of these kids won't have a great NHL career ahead of no, them. I'm saying they're, just they're not they're ready kids and they're not ready to be in that position. No. It's that simple. Yeah. So and when you construct, God, you know, I begin I begin this this episode. Railing on the media, but here I go again, like making a media comment about to come out of my mouth, being mm. like, "When you construct your roster no, like it's this, it's and true. you it's... you commit so much money to four guys, the captain who, oh, I he he's such an odd player because uh, you could easily make the case for him both ways. If you go look at his numbers, John Tavares is a point of game hockey player." Which is great, but I'm sorry if you're if you're really paying attention to the games and really watching every shift out there. Yeah, like, yeah not... he might have 37 points and 36 games, or vice versa. But God, he's slow. Yeah, yeah, and he does not make an impact. No, he doesn't. Like, but... there's a reason why they had Marner back on his line today, yeah. and they have Matthews with Bunting and Kasha and Nylander down on the third line because it's like. John Tavares cannot drive a line on his own anymore. No. he cannot skate fast enough. I, I'll give him all the credit in the world. Guy wins a ridiculous amount of faceoffs. Yeah. That's the only thing I'll give him. But other than that, like even on the power play, like we're talking about him in the bumper position, it's like John Tavares is a non-factor. Yeah, like he he's he's a non-factor, and I just and he's, he's I, I get that he's getting the points sneakily getting his point of game points, but man, you need him to be better. And I just don't think he's capable of doing it. Like, it's just, it's tough, too, because you just want to love the guy, and, I mean, what's done is done, but, <sighs> boy, some Knights, they need that team to be, He they need him to be a lot better for this team. And these are the guys who, this brings me back to the third point I wanted to make, was at the end of the day, you're going to live and die with these core guys. Yeah. And Matthews, Marner... Like, Tavares, Nylander, like, these are the guys, Riley, Brody. They haven't even won a round. Yeah, yeah, like, these are the guys that that are going to have to carry you, are going to have to get the job done. I think going into this playoff, when you're either staring at Boston, Tampa, or Florida, you're it's really going to stick out that last year was just a disaster. Uh, yes, yes. It was a disaster. Yeah. You were up 3-1 against uh-huh. a... Cr- a team that's now dead last <laughs> yeah. in the National Hockey League yeah. that sucks. Yeah, they're off. They're rebuilding now, yes. and they basically have the same roster minus a couple old guys. Mm. And, hey. and 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 you're and you're you're staring down one of the three teams I just named, and it's like you couldn't even do that. <sighs> oh, dude, this is. I feel like it's almost coming to the end here. Like I, I don't know. Like after this year, well, it it is coming to if they don't get it done the 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 core of this team as you... That's why I'm saying, like, I do not envy the position Kyle Dubas is in because mm. what if you mortgage the future even further and part ways with more draft capital and, and you bring in a guy to help on the blue line yeah. and then you still lose in the first round? It's like, it has to... This year is the ultimate year of... When you commit so much of the salary cap to four guys, does it work or doesn't it? And if they get eliminated, and there's a lot of people out there who would already tell you there's enough proof to say, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'll but, tell you, I'm in that camp right now. But the Leafs feel it, it still might. So Kyle Dubas is going to live and die with this model. And if they don't get the job done, it's just like, that's why I can't get. So like, thank God this, is we do this weekly. Like I can't come on here and grasp at straws about what Sheldon Keefe is saying no. after the game. It's like, no, like when uh, all that matters is playoff success. I don't care. I don't care if Austin Matthews likes Sheldon Keefe at all. I really don't. Mm. And I don't care about like what the rest of the team thinks about them or what he thinks about them collectively. You need to win a playoff series. Yeah. And you've put yourself in a position where even if you do draw the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion in the first round, that's not going to be an excuse. No one is going to go, it'll be the sixth year in a row that they can't get out of the first round. Six years in a row. And no one, no one is going to look at them and go, oh, well, it was the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's like, no, like, and you're absolutely right. It will all, it will also shine a light on what an epic shitting of the bed it was last year. Dude. Yeah. Like that was bad. Yes, it was (laughs) bad. So, and so, and listen, never had an easier path ever. No. And you just whiffed like that, that to me, like that's already proof enough that. It's it's not it's not good enough. Like it's well, just like you well, know they're a good team. They have a great record. Some nights they come out. They they play the right way. They, you know what? You can come up with a million reasons why like they're better, but yeah. they're not. Like they're, <laughs> yeah. Is there really that big of a difference? A couple better role players. Well, you hope that those guys but can like, be a factor come playoff time. But at the end of the day, like I'm glad you said that because I, I want to make it crystal clear. I'm not down on this team. No. This team is is going through ebbs and flows. They're exactly where I thought they would be. They're they're in one of the playoff spots in the division. Yeah. And it, they're going to have nights where they go out there and stink. And what I said last week, listen, and what you said earlier, if they go on an epic bender and fall out of it, then all bets are off. Yeah. But if they're they're going to finish second or third. They're not winning the division. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to finish second or third in the division. So everyone wrap your heads around that mm-hmm. and get ready to go to either Florida, get ready to go to the state of Florida in I, the first round. I mean, you could also slip down to a wild card spot. Like it's also possible because okay. Boston's starting to win some more hockey games too. But okay. E- we'll get ready to not but have even home then, ice advantage. Even yeah. then it's like, you're either going to f- the state of Florida or you're going to play the Rangers yeah. or Sick. the Penguins yeah. or someone. So, like Yes, so get your head around that. Which, honestly, I think would be best-case yeah. scenario. Like <laughs> Get out of this division. Yes. Like, Jesus Christ. But this is where they're finishing. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. So let's stop nitpicking at what Sheldon Keefe is saying or... Like what? It's God, so the key... far above that. Like, can, it's can just... you tell? Can you tell that that all this correspondence around Sheldon Keefe's comments just it makes me. Int- it's like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, it's I like don't... you said. It's like it, it, people just need stuff to talk about every day, yeah. you know. It's, and and someone's gonna. God. There's a lot of former players who used to play in the league who hear a coach call a team soft and purposeless, and they're like, "Oh, I wouldn't have liked that if I was a blah blah blah." And then and that's two days of radio conversation. Yeah, it's true. It's just, like, like, whatever. It is what it is. They're 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 fine. I honestly think they're fine. They're going to sputter. They're going to have nights where they stink. Yeah. Every team does. They're going to make the playoffs, and then we all said it, and it all still rings true. Mm. That's what matters here. Yeah. Playoff success. Period. End of discussion. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Tune in next week as Ryan and I nitpick The Toronto Maple Leafs season even further because, yeah, this COVID situation sucks. Like, man, like, it's just like, dude, I I jumped on the app today to look at the standings, and I saw the Leafs have only played 38 games, and I'm like, like, yeah, I know, and we're at the end of January. I know, I know. They haven't even played half the season yet. Well, that's, like, to, like, to go back to the Peter Mrazek uh, discussion, that's why they need to get him going. Because, put him in the net. Yes, that's why they need to get him going, oh. because he's, when they get to February, it's going to be bang, 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 bang to make these games up. Eight games. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not even, oh. I know, I know, it hurts. a long way to go. I know, I know. Before the inevitable happens. I know, it hurts. It hurts. Man. Ugh. All right. You know, you would think from from the top that this was meant to be a negative rant on the team. It's not. No. I'm just trying to remind everyone, like, keep your eyes on the prize. Like, like I said, I don't care if when they leave the rink, Austin Matthews and Sheldon Keefe hate each other. I don't care. Yeah. You're collectively stuck in this thing together. Figure it out. Or everybody in some way, shape, or form is going to pay the price. And that might be Austin Matthews not getting to play with one of his buddies anymore because he gets traded or Sheldon Keefe and Kyle Dubas getting fired. Yeah. So eyes on the prize, everybody. Eyes on the prize. Alrighty. All right, everyone. I think uh, we're ready to get out of here. Um, home game against the Anaheim Ducks, 500 people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cool. <laughs> Cool. Pump for that one. Yeah. Game 39. Yeah, yeah, cool. Got that one X'd on the calendar Yeah. for a game I'm pumped about. All right, we're going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out this week. If you like what you see, head to our Instagram, at Podcast. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button below. Also, comment and review if you're listening to the audio portion on Spotify or iTunes. Oh, That's a mouthful. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.